Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today, I am very excited to introduce to my audience, Troy Weeks. He is by far one of the most energetic people I have ever met in my life. He is a singer. He is an actor. He's an MC. He was at our event in New York two weeks ago, and he really impacted so many people with just his energy and his vibrancy and everything that he does. So I am super excited to introduce him to you today. And it's this episode here just happens to be our 100th episode. So that's pretty exciting, Whoop. too. Hi, Troy. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm awesome. Thank you guys so much uh, for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to have you. And you happen to be the 100th episode, so no pressure or anything like that. I'm super excited now. It's super pressure. Let's do it. I know, right? Well, can we start? Can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself just for anyone who maybe hasn't met you yet? Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, those of you tuning in, my name is Troy Weeks Music. It's spelled W-E-E-K-E-S. Um, you can find me on online anywhere across the board. Just type in Troy Weeks Music on Google, and my whole life will pop up. But for the most part, I'm a singer, <laughs> songwriter, uh, a host, uh, event host MC, uh, as well as a motivational speaker. So I sing R&B, neo soul, and gospel music, but because I didn't fit into one box alone, I created my own style and genre of music entitled Soul and B. So I sing Soul and B music. And the reason why I say motivational speaking, all these amazing things, is because my style and genre of music is not just a style of music. It's also a movement. It also teaches people that each and every one of us are created uniquely in, um, in, in God's image. And the reason why I say that is because this is why I say, if you have two twins and one goes out and shoots somebody, let's say Bill and Bob, if Bob goes out and shoots somebody, Bob's the one going to jail because Bob's fingerprints are on the gun, not Bill. So if God can make identical twins not identical, when you really think about it, what makes you think you're not special and unique and unique in who you are as a person? From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, freckles, bow legs, whatever it may be, you are special with who you are. So it's not just the sound of music, it's a movement. And so that's pretty much who I am in a nutshell. I love that. That's so true because I think that so many times people, instead of embracing their uniqueness, what they do is they're, oh, you know what, I want to be successful like this person, so I want to be just like this person. Instead of embracing who they are and their unique character, they kind of try yeah. to fit into a box. And we need a, we need more uniqueness. I mean, everything is... Um, I feel like people are like imitating one another so much. I love the fact that you created your own genre of music, basically, because you knew you didn't yes. fit into a box. Right. That's awesome. Definitely so can you sure. explain that? Can you explain that to me? Like, how does one create one's own genre of music? Um, I think it was more so like a journey, a spiritual journey as well, because um, I'm very spiritual. I'm actually ministering music on Sundays. So if you're ever in Harlem, anybody in New York City, uh, Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock, I'm a minister of music at a church called, a small family church called uh, Shekinah Glory. Um, so you can reach out to me if you want to know more information, or you can look up Shekinah Glory. It's in Harlem, uh, 114th Street, between 7th and 8th. It's inside of a high school called Wadley High School. It's, um, so you can look it up if you're interested. Um, so because of my spiritual journey with God, 
I, I was trying to figure out, I need help. Like, I don't know. Like, I know I don't fit here. I know I don't fit here. So um, he gave me Soul and B. He gave me some cast- characteristics that make it Soul and B. There's a couple of things, like, that make it what it is. So what makes it separate from everything else is that I had to realize what is so different about what I do that nobody else is doing. Because people are going to always say, well, it sounds like this. It sounds like that. Um, so I, I had to create my own characteristic that makes it so and be. On top of that, I wanted it to not just be a sound of, of, of music. I wanted it to be a, a, a movement behind it. So after I decided to say, hey, soul and B sounds like this, it has to sound like, you know, a little bit of gospel, it has to sound like a little bit of R&B. And the reason why I say the gospel thing is because a lot of people don't believe in church, the building, the place anymore. They, churches, to me, and, and, and biblically, it's not just the building. It's actually the place where you are. Church can be where two or three people at the same time gathered in agreement in Jesus' name. So the church itself exactly. is, you know, where you are. Um, and so that's what I'm really trying to get people to understand. So with the vision that God gave me through my music, it's also involved with my spirituality. So I, when I sing things, I don't say Jesus or Lord unless I'm in church or unless it's because it's gospel, and people feel like the presence of God is in the room. And so that is a big part of where my music came from, my spirituality and, and my background. So there's a certain presence, there's a certain, there's a certain genesis, genesis quoi, I don't know how to say it, I'm a French word, I'm not trapping something. Genesis But there's quoi? a certain thing about it. Yes. There's a certain thing about it that makes it what it is. So it took some time to really realize, like, you, anybody can say, oh, I sing, uh, you know, folk and, and rock, but what's going to make it that? You know what I'm saying? What's going to make it stand out? People are going to say, hey, you know what, you're actually right. And, and, and actions speak louder than words. And when I leave a stage from speaking, from singing, especially singing, um, people are like, wow, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I definitely saw that in New York. I know um, we had a lot of really um, big names in the industry at the event, but you were by far, like, one of the most popular people at the event. People were, like, blasting you all over social media, like, look, I met this guy. He's <laughs> yeah, so awesome. awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. so I really – I heard when you and I did our pre-interview, it seems like a lifetime ago now, like I felt right. that on the phone, but to see that put into action was, it was so powerful. It was so exciting to see like just the impact that you made on people's lives. Again, without even invoking the name of God, you don't even have to do that. Like when you are walking with him, you don't have to say, I am a guy, I'm a godly person. It just comes out of you and people are naturally attracted to, to that thing in you. And they don't even necessarily realize what it is. But I, I think I felt that so powerfully when um, when I heard you speak and even in our first pre-interview. So that that's awesome. So yeah, you have I a pretty interesting – go ahead. No, I was going to say that I definitely um, got that same – like that's just who I am. And so you got to see it mm-hmm. firsthand. And it was amazing for me to be able to transpire that to some of those amazing people that I met and connections that I made with some of these young people. And for me, it's like when you go to an event like that, sometimes you meet people and it's like, oh, they're so cool. They're so awesome. But that's it. You don't get anything from it outside of the words you took from what they said. And for me, it's more, I'm more of like a action speak louder than words person. So I made some personal connections with some of those people. And so I'm still continuing on their journey with them and encouraging them and giving them advice and being able to just do what it is that they do. And so I'm here for you guys, if you guys need help, you guys need assistance, you guys need advice, reach out to me. Um, I'm really uh, enjoying myself at VIP Ignite. It was a big, it was a big thing for me because it was my one of my first major speaking engagements in a, in a long time. So, and because I'm revamping some things with my seminars and what I'm working on, um, it was really a great start to get me the, the fire I needed to continue on. So, 
stay tuned when it comes to that. I have some uh, seminars, uh, Purpose, Passion, Purpose, and Dreams, um, a seminar I have coming up. It's a three-part seminar that really teaches you how to blend together your passion with your purpose and um, really understand where you're going in life and get on the track of towards success pretty much. And so um, I just wanted to throw that in there before we transition to something else. Well, that's awesome. I can't definitely let me know when um, all of this comes up. I would definitely love to share that around because I think people need to know how to connect those three things and be successful with who they truly are. Like we, like we started out talking about, that's awesome. Amen. So, so you have an interesting story about how you like started singing and performing. Can you share that with us? Um, yeah, so um, I've been singing since I was three years old and performing since around 14. So um, music has always been a part of my life. Like when I was young, living in Harlem before I left to, to, to move to the South, I was in a choir at uh, around five or six years old here, a local community choir with my family, actually. Um, it was me, my twin sister, and two of my cousins. We were all in a local family choir, um, community choir, and a gospel choir. And uh, we ended up... Um, separating and moving and doing other things. And I just continued on singing um, since then. And so when I moved uh, out of New York to the South, I started singing in talent shows and performing um, on stage. And when I started performing, that's when everything changed because not only did I start singing, I started acting as well. Um, and I started, um, especially in high school, I, every year I was in every single production, the major production of the year, I always got cast in the major production of, of, of school. And that's why I ended up taking, uh, studying theater in college. Um, and then um, after that, um, I do have a unique story that I share with a couple of people that uh, I think would be interesting that I don't share often, but it's definitely one of those like grind hustle. Like you don't need, like when you want something, you want it. And um, I think it's important to share because I really feel like when sometimes people don't really know, like when you grind and hustle for things and how you, when you work hard, things really, really pay off. And the reason why I say that, yeah. I'm not even sure if I shared a story with you about the Apollo that I shared that story with you. I heard, um, I heard um, people telling me a little bit about it. I was like, this is something I want to hear firsthand. So I heard a little uh, bit about uh, it. So okay. if you could share that, that would be awesome. Okay, cool. So this is what had happened. Like, oh, see, what had happened was, is what most people would say. Uh, I was uh, in, <laughs> I'm around nine years old. I was nine, yeah. I was nine years old, and um, there was a big talent competition going around the major states um, looking for talent. And I think, actually, the, the, the group that ended up winning the competition was 702. If I'm not mistaken, the group 702 ended up winning that competition. But long story short, they uh, were traveling around. And at nine years old, I think I saw it on TV. And I was saying, hey, you know, I want to go to this competition. I want to go to this competition. And, and no one really um, listened to me. So I dressed, I got myself all dressed up, put my button-up shirt on and my, my nice pants. And I literally, I lived on 144th Street in Harlem, and, and Apollo is on 125th Street. So I walked from 144th Street to 125th Street by myself at 9. No one knew where I was. No one knew anything. I uh, Walked in. I remember it. I walked in, and it was a signing sheet. And I remember signing my name. And they said, "Well, who who are you with?" Or, and I said, uh, "You know, my manager's outside parking in the parking the car." And I signed myself <laughs> in. Uh, they probably can read my handwriting because I know I definitely wrote Chicken Scratch back then for sure. So they probably was like, "What?" It probably I probably wrote a symbol and probably write my name. Who knows? <laughs> so I go in <laughs> and I sit down. Nine years old, go in and I sit down and I'm just conversating with all these other people. Oh yeah, you know what are you gonna do and what are you gonna sing and and so the person before me goes and the person after me goes. I'm like, okay, well, they didn't call my name and, and you know it's getting late and no one knows where I am. 
so I'm like, well, I'm going to leave because <laughs> I'm not trying to get in trouble. Like, it's time to go. So I leave the place, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandmother lived on 135th Street. So she lived sort of in between where I lived and where and 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 and, and uh, Apollo. Um, so I'm like, hmm, I need to get back home towards my area where I live and pretend like I was in the park or something, so no one, <laughs> so no one uh, finds out where I was. And lo and behold, I I, uh, I go down Eighth Avenue, and my grandmother was in the laundromat with my aunt washing clothes. I'm walking down the street, and someone calls my name. And I'm like, someone calls my name. I keep right on walking. Someone calls my name again. <laughs> and I turn around, and it's my aunt. Yep. And she was in the laundromat with my grandmother washing clothes. And uh, I think I did get – I definitely got in trouble that day. <laughs> I definitely got in trouble. Um, but I wanted it, and I was determined. Like, I want this. I'm determined, and I'm going to do this. And so, hey, I didn't let it stop me then. And look at it, look at me now. I'm I, I'm really – Doing some major things here in New York, so I'm excited. Don't give up. Yes, that's though. awesome. I, I love that you're um, you were so determined at nine years old that like you snuck out of the house to go audition for something, and then you got caught. But it didn't it didn't stop your determination. I mean, you you're always on the go. Like I'm trying, I try to keep up with you on social media. Like, okay, what's Troy doing today? It's like it's kind of like where's Waldo? Like where is Troy today? Right. It's like so many things going on. So like, how do you balance, um, you host like two podcasts and a YouTube show and you're an MC and you're actor and musician. Like how do you balance all of this? Um, I love this question. Um, cause at first I have to ask myself, well, how am I doing this? <laughs> um, and I truly first and foremost say that it literally is God. And the reason why I say that is I know that God don't give me more than you can handle. That's first and foremost. Because I was at a t- point in my life years ago where I was praying, like, God, I'm not doing nothing. Please, I want to be busy, Lord. And look at me now. I'm super busy, and I'm trying to figure out how am I managing all this. Um, it really is the, the way that things are set up and the way the doors are opening, it really is making way for itself. Um, so like you said, I knew it was coming. I do host two podcasts. Um, the weekly podcast is called The Voices. Um, there's been some changes some revamps, so um, the day might change. Um, it used to be on Wednesdays, but it's either probably going to be Mondays or Wednesdays now. Um, and then I host a podcast of my own called Free Yourself. So from the other um, podcast I did with them, I decided to uh, utilize the network that she gave us an opportunity to host our own podcast, and I've always wanted to help other people be the advice that I give. So I wanted to give people a platform where they can free themselves, whether it be because they, you know, they want to talk about their sexuality and finally be free and say, hey, look, this is who I am and I'm, I'm happy about it, you know, or if they've been mm-hmm. hurt and they want to talk about it, they're just, if they want someone just to listen. Um, and so that's been going really good. It's going to be coming up, I think, in about two more months, it'll be a year that I've been doing wow. that. Um, and and um, so those two podcasts. And then I do do two YouTube shows. So there's one YouTube show I do every week called uh, Funk Family Showcase. Um, and it's basically an artist interview and showcase. So I interview artists as well as in between the interview, they do they, they showcase their music or their um, or, or their talent, um, and so that happens on Fridays uh, in Funkadelic Studios in the city. And then I do have another YouTube show called uh, Trill Talk TV, which is like a video countdown show. It's most likely like a once a month type of thing. So that's why I could able able to manage that. Uh, but on top of that, I now have two radio shows, um, and so that's a whole other thing. And I've been uh, doing my own radio show second Sundays for three months now called Keeping It Funky mm-hmm. with Troy Weeks Music. And I so it's sort of like Free Yourself, but on the radio. And I basically, but I like to talk about, I bring different people on. So because I'm doing so much, 
I am a person that likes to utilize the platforms I have and give other people opportunities. So all these things that I'm doing, I bring other people on. So for my show, um, uh, Keeping It Funky with Troy's Music, I always have a co-host, which is someone I, that I have on for a segment called Table Talk. So the first 30 minutes, me and my co-host and maybe somebody else, we talk about things. I give updates about all that I have going on, and I also talk about topics. And then in the, in, in, um, in the, in the second half, Table Talk, I either interview artists, um, or I have different people come in that want to be on radio and want to try it out and come and try it out and sit in and I'll give their opinion on topics. Um, and then the other radio show I do every Sunday is called Real Hot and Fresh out of DTF Radio. All you can do is download the DTF Radio app and look up Real Hot and Fresh. And that's every Sunday, 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Time. And you can always um, call in. We take callers. So call in. We'll definitely uh, listen to you. We'll definitely uh, uh, talk back with you and get you on. And those are the two radio shows okay. that I do on top of all of that. Now, I have a band. I've had a band. February will make one year. So I do have to talk about this really quick because it's very unique and special how this all happened. Before this year of 2018, I did not have a band. And I mostly did track music, meaning like tracks from uh, 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 instrumental tracks. And um, so Mm -hmm. I had a big performance. Matter of fact, it wasn't even uh, I I had a performance. I decided in 2018 that I was going to not sit back and allow myself to not have doors open for me because I wasn't doing anything about it. So I decided to go to a local venue here in Harlem, maybe six blocks from where I grew up. I was, mm-hmm. I've been going to that venue for a couple of years supporting their events. So I said, you know what? I'm a dope ass. I mean, a dope, amazing host. I should be hosting something. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Let me reach out to them. And that's what I did. I reached out to them and said, hey, you know, I should be hosting something here. What's going on? You know, how do, we, how do I do it? You guys know me. I've been supporting for a couple of years. How do we do this? And they said, you know what? Come in. Let's have a meeting. I'll set you up on my booker. We'll, we'll get you in here. So they booked me for a one-night show um, on a Friday night, um, which actually nice. was, it was supposed to be a Wednesday night. And I spoke to the booker. Before I went, it was supposed to be Wednesday night. I spoke to the booker. He said, you know what? I got a nice dope vibe Sunday night. Sing a song about a dope vibe. Why don't you come to Sunday night? And he's like, you know what? How about a Friday night? I was like, you know what? Friday night sounds perfect. I did the Friday night. Yep. Um, and how that happened is I just spoke to my drummer at my local church. That was the drummer at my uh, while I was ministering music at the time. And I said, hey, I need a, I need a band. I, need, I got a show. It's a live music show. And I don't have a band. And I've never really done a live show outside of singing at other people's bands and open mics. He's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. He's from Berkeley College, Berkeley um, College of Music, and a lot of his, a lot of those people are amazing. He called up his friends. You know, I couldn't really pay a lot of money. I just was, you know, making it happen. So he called his friends. Boom, made it happen. We did that one show, and it turned out to be a six month residency from that wow. one show. So yeah, I just had to say, like, <laughs> shout out to G Groove, shout out to my band, shout out to Harlem Knights, and shout out to God. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. They wanted you on a Wednesday, and then you got upgraded to Friday, which is probably, if not the busiest, the second busiest night of the week in any kind of venue like that, because who doesn't like yep. to unwind on Friday with some music and some cocktails? Hello. That's Especially awesome. when you come into... I know. Uh, and to, like that, for me, everything is an experience. You really have to see it for yourself to really understand what, I'm, and understand what the experience is about, but... With me and my band, especially with me as an MC, everything I do is an experience. So I just translated that with music now. So with me and my band, everything we do is an experience. You're definitely in for a treat. It's definitely a show. So if you ever get a chance to see it, um, you definitely want to um, check it out. Time I'm in New York, I'm definitely going to come check it out because it sounds amazing. So 
So the, the thing that I've been hearing, like we've been talking now for about 20 minutes, and the thing that I hear most from you, Troy, that I love is that you understand that you have this gift and this talent, and you are determined no matter what, whether you're a nine-year-old kid trying, like walking yourself to the Apollo and getting yourself in trouble on your way home, or um, you, want, you know that like, you want to bring live music to people. You are someone who goes out and makes it happen. So can you maybe explain a little bit of that determination to the audience? Like, I understand, like, what you're, like, what you're saying, but, like, where do mm-hmm. you find that determination and that grit to go out and make it happen for yourself? Because a lot of times people think, oh, you know what, I have a gift. People are going to, going to discover me, and it's going to be awesome. But the truth is you have mm-hmm. to have grit and determination to be successful in this. I mean, you have to have gratitude and all of that, but – if you don't have the determination do. and the hard work ethic, it's like being grateful is right. awesome. But so, can you explain that to us a little bit? Sure. Um, it, 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 there's a couple of different things in regards to that, but I think it first starts with knowing that the only person stopping you is you. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. It's not your boyfriend. It's not the dog. It's you. And the people tend to want to look for places to find an excuse as to why things aren't happening. But when you wake up and realize that the only person stopping you is you, you realize that it ain't about anything anybody else can do that's going to affect how, how things are going to happen for you. You have to take control yeah. of that. And so it started with me realizing that I can't, I can't, I'm going to go deep with you a little bit right here. I can't okay. blame my parents for the lives, for the choices that they've made that have affected my life that caused me to not be able to have the life that I, I, in my mind, thought I should have been afforded, as we all do. We thought we should have had a better life if we weren't afforded a better life as growing up. But we tend to hold mm-hmm. on to that. And if you, don't, if you don't forgive them and move on, you cannot move forward with yourself. You can't be an artist. You can't be truly yourself if you're not one with yourself. And in order to be one with yourself, you cannot hold anything against anybody. Because those energies yeah. are things that can block things for you in the future. So I decided as yep. an adult that was over 18 years old that now I can make the choices and decide what I want to do with my life. I can no longer hold my parents in the prison in regards to the decisions that they've made that were, I felt could hold me back. So I decided, yeah. Mom and Dad, I forgive you for the choices you made in your life that may have affected me. But now I'm in control of my life, and now I can make those decisions to make change. So I changed all that around, and once I did that, that allowed me to be the positive person that I am today. And I, this is why I wake up every day on a more positive note, like, hey, you know, I'm not in control of what, what can happen to me, but I'm in control of what I can make, what the result can be afterwards. And so I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to be in control of that. So I've decided I can take control of my life and not blame anybody else or anything else for anything that's not happening. If I'm not getting things done, that's because I'm not doing what I need to do to get them done. That's awesome. It's so important to, um, like you said, just to release your parents from the decisions because the thing is, is that I'm learning the older I get is that my parents did the absolute best that they could with what they had. And once you're, you show gratitude even for what they were able to give you, whether it was good or bad, like once you show gratitude toward your parents and like, like you said, release them from like, forgive them for not giving you what you thought you deserved. It is absolutely amazing how your life explodes forward. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, yeah. I didn't even know, like, it just sort of was like a, again, part of my spiritual journey. It just sort of hit me because I was like, I knew there was a part of me that was very resentful and very angry, very angry for the life that I had to live because 
the life that I had to live wasn't very easy. I was one of those kids that was very unfortunate that didn't grow up having things. I did live in a shelter at one point in my life. I did go without food and lights at some point in my life. But because I was there, I can better appreciate life now. And I know that anyone is just to snap a finger, blink of an eye away from being in that place. So you're never too grateful. You're never too great to not be humble because you can be on top of the world today and tomorrow have nothing. Luckily, that's what that's what yeah. that's what happened with Job. You know, as faithful as he was, God still took it all. And he, but at the end of the day, he still gave God glory. So because he gave God glory, he still got what he deserved in the end. So you just got to stay focused. You got to stay focused, but you got to be one with yourself. And you got to have some kind of, you know, uh, you know, I, I, as a spiritual person, as being a Christian, I don't ever push my Christianity on anyone. But you have to have some kind of focus in your life, you know, whatever it may be, some kind of, you know, focus. It can be, you know, whatever it is for you, you got to have some something that you can pull from that can pour into you as well, that, that, that you can meditate and focus on and allow you to have your own time and your own space because there's so much going on around us all day, every day that you don't even see, subconsciously you don't even see. And if you don't take time to decompress and find time for yourself and have something for yourself, you will your body, your mind is going to tell you, and you'll come to a point where you might be at a breaking point where you can't come back from, and you don't want to get to that place. You want to pay attention to the signs. Yeah. Your body talks to you. Your spirit talks to you. Pay attention to that. Pay attention because, you know, it could be sometimes things happen to us and we don't do, see, do things to, to, to take care of it beforehand, and it gets too, too um, things get too late with time because time is not of the essence when it comes to things like that. It can really harm you, and especially understanding that living your life and being free of stress is very important. Stress can make you old fast and stress can kill you. If you don't believe me, look it up. You know, it's important not to be stressed out. Like you want to do something that's important. I know growing up and, and, and the, in my era, everything was about, oh, you want to get a good job, you know, because you're going to, you know, you're going to get a, a, you know, good benefits. And after that you retire, but that's not the wave anymore. That's not the move anymore. That's not the way things are now. You, those things started phasing out years ago when they started letting those people go who have been on jobs 15 years. 18 years, 20 years, and they started letting them go. Like, that's not the day and age that we're in anymore. So because we're not in the day and age of, oh, you know, uh, working and benefits, you've got to be doing something that you truly have a passion for, that you truly love, because that is what's going to be able to keep people happy, keep you happy. Because think about it. When you go to a place and people are miserable in a job, like, why are you here? Like, I was awesome having a great day when I walked in here in the post office and you were, you know, being mean to me with Miss Post Office Lady for no reason. Like, if you don't like being and working here, then don't work here. You know, like, find something that works. Well, somebody might enjoy serving people from behind there and being there and being great. I obviously am a server in the daytime as my regular job. So I love, I love serving people. I have a love for it. I was a flight attendant before. I worked for a couple hotels. I was a supervisor at Top of the Rock Observation Deck here in New York when they first opened. I, was, mm-hmm. I opened the place with them as one of the first supervisors. So, like, I love service. But, you know, you got to have a love for what you do or it's not – don't do it for money. That's all. Don't do whatever it is you're doing for the money because you're not going to truly enjoy it and it's not going to be a pleasurable experience for you or the other people around you. Save yourself the time and energy. Yeah. Do something you love and have a passion for. Yeah, that's so – it's so funny that you mentioned the post office. I just had a conversation earlier with someone today. He was like, I have to go to the post office. Have you ever found that they're all so miserable? I'm like, well – yeah, I mean, so you go to some places where you you just know that people are like, okay, I was born to be a servant, like everything you were just describing. And some people, I just feel like, 
you know what, maybe you're just meant to like work in a cubby in a basement and not be around people. So you really do have to do what's tailored to your personality and your passions. It's so important. That's so important for well, sure. Very much important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Troy, um, like I told you in our pre-interview, this is like the fastest half hour of my whole entire day. We are pretty much done with our time. So do you have maybe like one minute of advice that you would give to someone who wanted to get into the entertainment industry? Um, yes. I would say, like I told a couple people there, and if they're listening, they'll remember what I said. Have that it factor. Everyone has an it factor. Each and every one of us have an it factor, no matter what it is. Show them your it factor. From the moment you walk into the room, people are always watching you. Show them that you have that it factor, you have your it factor, and this is what it is. They might not want it at that moment, but if they can remember it, you'll be remembered for something else. So always utilize that. Um, And that's what I want to leave. And I also want to say, if you like, um, I have two shows coming up next week. Um, I have a show, um, well, actually three. There's one tonight at Rockwood Music Hall, 8 p.m., if you guys are in the city of New York. Dope Music Hall, dope venue. It's going to be amazing. Next week, um, Wednesday, I also have a show. Uh, with my band. It's a uh, feature artist show for a um, um, an event called The Exchange, and they also have an open mic. So that's going to be um, in the city. It's going to be on my social media. Check it, check it out as well as next Thursday. I'm going to be opening up at a comedy show uh, here in Harlem as well at Harlem The Mist. So if you guys uh, stay tuned to my social media, again, my name is Troy Weeks Music, W-E-E-K-E-S. Um, and um, stay motivated, stay positive, stay up, ladies and gentlemen, and show them that it, because you got it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to catch out catch you at one, in one of your shows one day coming up soon. I definitely have to get to New York so I can um, see you in action. Awesome. Well, I'll be right here, and if there's any artists out here who are coming to New York or already in New York looking for a place to perform, please reach out to me. If I have a show going on and I need artists, then give them a plat- put artists up and give them a platform to perform. So reach out to me. I'm definitely interested. Um, and, and making connections and networking and making it happen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Troy. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show today, and I will be talking to you very soon, I'm sure. Awesome. You sure will. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, VIP Ignite. Thank you, Dean. And I appreciate you guys. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Well, if you enjoyed our conversation today, our interview, please make sure that you check out the VIP Ignite podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. We can be re- we could be found on iTunes. We can be found on Stitcher. We can be found on anywhere that you can get download podcasts. And if you are interested in learning more about how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, please make sure you visit our website at ammsociety.com to get registered for a live webinar where you can be qualified to go to our next event in Los Angeles. As always, thank you so much for your time and have a great day.